0: Hey, everyone, welcome back to Redemption Women podcast Around the Table. My name
1: is Dina Rogers. And I'm Caitlin Anderson. We had so much fun gathering with you women at the Gather event tonight. Dina, wasn't that a blast? It was so fun. What was your favorite part? Oh, my favorite part? Well, I think I have two. One was seeing the college girls all here from uh, the college ID group Mm. that we had last season. They were all, most of them were here tonight, and it was so much fun to see them again and see them be a part of it. But then the music, just something about a group of women, a room full of women collectively raising their voice to Jesus in worship is just, it brings tears to my eyes every time. Plus, Aaron always does such a beautiful job. Yeah, you're right. I love that too. What was your favorite part, Dina?
0: Um, I think just seeing all the new faces and mm. meeting new people, um, people at my table that had heard about Redemption Women but mm-hmm. haven't been part of an ID group before and seeing the excitement around the table and people that are really excited to study prayer with us Mm. and get into the journal with us this season. I was really excited to see that.
1: Yeah, that was really fun. We had some great conversation around our table tonight. Well, if you didn't get to join us or if you want to listen in again, we have some excerpts from our gather event on the podcast for you today, and we wish we could have included it all. But what we do get to have for you is the interview with Liz and Holly, and Liz is going to tell us about our outward focus for this season, which is Young Lives, and you can find out more information about that. And then we have the teaching that we had tonight on prayer. Yeah, so we hope that you enjoy it, and we'll
0: be back after the excerpts.
2: All right. Good, rich table discussions. I'm Holly Pendleton. I'm 44 and proud. Thank you, thank you. Intentional pause. And this is Liz Martin. I'm
3: Liz, like I said at my table, I'm 29, single, ready to mingle. That's all I got, that's all you got, all right. Well,
2: Liz is uh, she is the director for Young Lives for Tempe and Awahtuki, which I'm really excited about because we both live in Awatuki. Any other Awatukians here? Oh.
0: Yes, oh, yeah. yes.
2: Anyone else? All right, let's meet up after. I need to know more peeps in the community. All right. Um, yeah. Okay, we're good. So we were so excited to meet up at a coffee shop in Awatuki. You didn't have to come all the way to Tempe, and yet a lot of passion for this community and what this church brings to the community and ministries that are right here on campus. So tell us a little bit about Young Lives.
3: Yeah, so Young Lives is a teen parent mentoring uh, ministry, and we go and meet teen parents in their phase of life, whether it's at their schools or through partnerships with uh, community partners and pregnancy centers, and just invite them to start participating in Uh, The events that we have, hopefully to get paired with a mentor and they can start doing life together. And then the end goal being that we hope that they would embrace a faith for themselves and then it would then get passed to another generation and we would see generations continue to be impacted uh, in Jesus' name. And so, yeah, we've been around three years now, which is crazy Um, for me, just being a part of the start and we love what we do. And there's actually, can I just do a quick shout out? Yes. There's, I feel like we're a secret redemption ministry. Okay. Because there's so many women in this room that represent Young Lives that either they serve as mentors or we have even some of our moms in the room tonight. And then um, we have a women that pray for us and go into the community and just help with things. And there's like, if you're a part of that, there's a few of you here. Raise your hand.
2: Yeah. I think we'll have more hands being raised as we have our gather events this season, I suspect. Young Lives is our outward focus for this season, as Dina mentioned at the beginning of our time together. So what's the difference between Young Life and Young Lives?
3: Okay, yeah, so Young Life is traditional high school student, and Young Lives was birth out of the need that we started to see these teen parents, teen moms, and they would come to the events, but they would be with their kids, and there wouldn't be a place for them that just be free to be a kid again. And um, and so we decided, hey, in 1992, let's start this thing called Young Lives. And so uh, Young Lives created its own separate area for teen parents to come. There's childcare every event so the kids can drop their kids off knowing that they're gonna be loved and cared for we serve dinner at all of our events so they go home with full hot bellies full food and um, and the hope is that they get to be kids for two hours um, and just experience the joy of Christ in the environment that we create
2: so how did you get called to join this ministry
3: uh, God called me for like two weeks in my sleep uh, I was, I was sitting at, actually at church, and I heard about Young Lives. I started volunteering for a few months, but it was all the way in Gilbert. And I went to a summer camp experience uh, where we take our teen moms up to camp, and they get to have a normal high school camp experience. There's childcare up there for them. It's the best week of their life. And I came home with just carrying the brokenness of some of those stories, and um, hearing uh, just the brokenness of the homes that they come from, but then also seeing them like catch a glimpse of who Jesus is and throughout the week just starting to see their postures go from head down and curled up to continuing to lift their face and that that uh, verse in Psalm uh gosh 34 I think came to my mind where it says like as they lift their face to God they become radiant and they don't remember their shame anymore and I felt like I saw that experience at camp and so I came home and um got a call from our regional director and said, Would you consider starting something in Temping? Like working a full time sales job, kinda comfortable, um, no thanks. And then for two weeks I felt like God just called me in my sleep and would not let me sleep and would not let me forget it. And so I finally said, Okay Lord, I surrender this to you and let's just do this. And he's continued to bless it and bring community around it and grow it. And we've seen so many lives just change um, and also seen so many lives continue to be broken and have to learn how to wrestle with that in your faith of, okay, what's God still doing in this? And so um, it's been a really beautiful journey. I've cried so many tears, more tears, than I think I have in my whole life. And I cry a lot, like usually every day. So ugh, it's a lot. <laughs> um, but yeah, there you go.
2: I can, uh, I literally have goosebumps all over my arms, and you talk about lift your face up, and like, you radiate energy, and I find myself emotional, and if
3: you can see that in my eyes, so I'm crying for you right now. We cried together when you, we got caught. You know, just a tiny bit. Yeah. <laughs> I might cry every day, too. Okay. I'm with you.
2: Okay, I, I gotta say, I'm noticing this this button on your, your, short, yeah. your shirt here. Yeah. It's my grandma. Your grandma, why are you wearing your grandma?
3: So little plug, you got to buy a journal in the back uh, and hear an interview about how important my grandma is to me. So uh, my grandma was the only believer in my family growing up and just prayed, like prayed. Every time I saw her, she was praying and she barely speaks any English. And so she lives in San Diego right now. So when she calls me, our phone calls are very short, very short. But can I, can I go into the full story?
2: Uh, A Reader's Digest
3: Okay, digest Because I
2: got to get the journal and read the all whole right, thing, right? All right,
3: so this is my grandma. Elisha B, what'd you eat? Can I tell her what I ate? Elisha B, do did you pray? Yes, how many I prayed? I prayed today. You even pray when you pooped? Yes, I, I prayed when I pooped because you tell me every time, and I can't go poop without remembering that I need to pray. Okay, bye. (laughs) That's it. But it's the most beautiful thing. And so I actually got these pins made with a picture of my grandma it says, pray when you poop. (laughs) And I wear them all the time. It's just a reminder. So I was telling Liz today that ever
2: since she told me that story, I can't go in my water closet without thinking about her or her grandma.
3: (laughs) So she'd be so mad. (laughs) I'm telling so 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 many people. (laughs) So how can we get involved
2: in uh, the Young Lives Ministry with you this season?
3: Yeah, actually I was super blessed and felt very humbled and honored that Dina and Lori were like, hey, we'd love to highlight Young Lives this season. And um, so we got together. We didn't really know where we were gonna go with it. Um, I know I always need prayer and I feel like we need a huge covering of prayer over us and all that we do. And it seemed fitting that the, theme for this season was prayer and so we dreamt up this idea to do prayers for change and so on the way out everyone's going to grab a water or water bottle oh my gosh a baby bottle clearly and they have um, a card on it that says prayer for change and the hope is that you'd also pin the actual specific prayer request that we have somewhere and as you fill it with change get your kids involved your families involved um, filling it with change, you're actually praying over the prayer request and then at any of our gather events or with your ID group host or even just bringing it to the church, um, you can slowly return those knowing that those coins that are in the baby bottle represent um, prayers that have been prayed over us and all the money we're going to use to send our moms to um, summer camp. So um, we hope that you guys would grab a bottle or two and uh, invite your families and friends to Uh, join us this season as we pray for change in the lives of these kids. Uh, Thank you so
2: much. So there's a table in the back, and people can pick up their Prayers for Change uh, baby bottles there. And we are going to highlight Young Lives at our next month's Gather event as well. So you get to see more of Liz, read the journal. You get to read more about her and her grandma. And um, I'm going to ask you guys to join me in prayer. She talked about prayer cover. We're going to give her and Young Lives some prayer cover right now. So uh, if you'd like to join me and raise your hand and pray And uh, we're going to give them some prayer cover right now. So, Father God, we thank you so much for Liz and her listening to you speak to her in prayer for two weeks and putting this ministry on her heart. We thank you for the people who dreamt up and saw this need, this space of brokenness, and opened up a place to serve and minister to them. That these girls and women could have a place to grow and be the teens that they are, and to provide uh, guidance and prayer for their little ones, that they may be drawn into you through the ministry of all the women and people that are involved in the ministry. We thank you so much for her dedication and the dedication of everyone in the room and everyone involved in the ministry, and we pray for your blessings over our outward focus with young lives this season.
0: In your name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Liz and Holly. Looking forward to connecting and learning more about Young Lives and praying for you this season. Um, So we had some time around the table. We want to talk about how we're going to immerse ourselves in scripture this season. You've heard a lot of talk about the journal. There's some back there. I know a lot of you have already picked it up. Our journal this season is called Lord, Teach Us to Pray, and we are going to really immerse ourselves in the stories of men and women in the Bible who prayed. Um, Along with our journal, we have something new this year that just went live today. So you want to tell?
1: Sure. Um, First, I'm going to start with my age and stage. Oh, yes. (laughs) So my name is Caitlin Anderson. I've been married 11 years. I have four kids ages four to almost nine years. We have a birthday this week. And uh, my stage, let's see, I stay home with my four kids right now in this season, and then I get to be a part of this Redemption Women team, which I love so much. Uh, I love books, and I love used books, and you can find me at every used bookstore probably in the city at any time. Someone asked at my table what my favorite book was, um, and it used to be Wuthering Heights until I read Mary Shelley's Frankenstein last year, which is fantastic, and I highly recommend it. Uh, But something that we started today, and some of you may have already seen it go live today this afternoon, is a podcast. And so the podcast was birthed out of, as we put together this journal, we had so much information we wanted to share with you guys and so many topics that we wanted to dive into deeper that the journal would have been 400 pages long if we included everything. And we didn't think you'd want to read a novel throughout this season and so we did shorten it down and we decided to use the podcast as a way to include that information not um, all of it not all of it right not all of it yeah to touch on some of the things that we just couldn't miss to dive into the topics that we really wanted to dive into and also to bring along some of the people that have really taught us a lot about prayer as we were putting together the journal and so they get to join us for a lot of podcasts as well.
0: You'll also be able to get excerpts from the gather events if you can't come or if you want to share it with any of your friends. So right now, it's not available on the church website, but it is available on the app on your phone. So if you go to the Redemption app, at the bottom, there's a little button that you can press that says Media. And then a little screen will pop up. Just click on Redemption Women Podcast, and you'll hear the first one. So we want to talk a little bit about our journal. Um, the very first, let's see. Do you see a slide that says "Navigating This Journal"? Perfect. We um, there's some things that are the same. Some are a little different. We just want to give a quick overview of the journal. I'll tell you a few things that have changed. If you haven't, if you're familiar with the old one, um, I just want to talk. Highlight the study page. The study page is going to introduce you to the passage of scripture that week. And I will always say. Invite the Holy Spirit in to teach you as you read this passage. I just didn't want you to miss that sentence because we, as we write these journals, we really pray, God, help us to ask the right questions so that you can be the teacher. And how often really do you get to sit down and read a best-selling book right next to the author? And we get to do that. You know? I think that the, the Bible's been on the New York Times best-selling list for a really long time. And the author would really love to sit with you and explain what he was trying to say and what he wants you to hear. So, just really um, want to encourage you to, as you start each week, to invite the Holy Spirit in.
1: One of the other pages you guys are going to see every week is prayer, prayer Tools and Practices. And there is a ton of different prayer tools and practices there. You don't have to do all of them, but read them, read through them, and see kind of what grasps you, what you think is going to work in your life, and and try them and put them into practice and see which things stick that provide structure that really help grow your prayer life.
0: Yeah, Caitlin introduced a um, prayer tool that she uses to me last year. She sets an alarm on her phone so that every day it goes off when she wants to pray for a certain person or a certain thing. And we have a friend who loves for us to pray for her little boy to take a nap because he sometimes doesn't go down that easily. And so I set an alarm on my phone And my kids started to hear it, and I would just kind of mention to them what it was about. Well, yesterday, I left my phone upstairs. I was doing a bunch of stuff. I was real busy. And later in the day, one of my kids said to me, Oh, Mom, we heard your alarm earlier, and so Trey and I just prayed for your friend's baby that it would have a good nap. (laughs) And I just thought, how cool that this small tool becomes a rhythm of prayer in our house that our kids are familiar with. And... You know extends out to our community
1: and my favorite part about that story is he took like a two-hour
0: nap right yeah. So I called his mom and she was like yeah he slept for two hours every so. mom in
1: here is gonna have you start <laughs> praying for their baby
0: so anyways yeah the, the tools make prayer sort of just filter into our normal lifestyle and that's what we hope that you can kind of glean from the prayer tools and practices section of the journal We also are going to memorize scripture. We try to do that every time. Autumn created this beautiful um, memorizing scripture page for us again, and we're going to be memorizing Psalm 8. Um, There's some space to color, some beautiful handwriting to trace if you think you can maybe become like Autumn or if you want to that early. You can do that. But anyways, Caitlin, you chose Psalm 8 for us, and I was just wondering if you could kind of tell us what you loved about it. Yeah, so as
1: we were looking for a passage to memorize, we knew we wanted to have you guys memorize a prayer this season. Because when we memorize scripture, when we're not right in front of our Bibles or we don't have it with me and we're just going about our lives, but we have scripture memorized, then it it provides words when we feel like we don't have any. And so as we memorize a prayer from the Bible and we sit and we don't even know what to pray because we are sitting in such a hard situation, we have that scripture already memorized. And so as we were trying to come up with a passage, we were reading through the Psalms and Psalm 8 just stuck out to me because it was so beautiful. It reminded me of how big God is. It says, oh Lord, O oh Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. And then it reminded me of how much God loves us it says, hold on, let me find it. There it is. What is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you care for him? Yet you have made him a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned him with glory and honor. And so each week we're gonna memorize one verse from Psalm 8 and at the end of this season, we will have memorized this prayer that reminds us daily of how great God is and how much that great God loves us.
0: Yeah, a lot of excited to memorize that with all of you guys. So as we thought about prayer, I kind of went back in my mind to a story of one of my other kids, my oldest When He was a little boy. He was about three or three and a half. And we had the opportunity to, sounds like a big deal, but it was a big deal. We had three little kids and he was three and a half. And he was the oldest. And we went to the grocery store. And it was just Zach and I. And we were strolling through the grocery store. My husband had the babies at home. And it was just sort of this quiet time. He was sitting in that little seat in the cart, and I was getting some eggs. And he said, oh, mom, can I check the eggs? And I said, yeah, buddy, you can do that. And we put the little cart on his lap, and he was looking. He opened the things. He was so careful. And it just took a long time, but I thought, oh, so nice, because just our time. He'd pick up an egg and look at it and put it back in. Then he did the next one. He did, like, 11 eggs, and he says to me, Mom, what are we checking for? I said, Zachy, what have you been looking for? And he said, chicks. (laughs) And I thought, at that moment, he has copied my behavior, and he has no idea why. And I have to be really careful as a mom that as I teach him how to do things and as he copies my behavior, he understands why we're doing it. And I think sometimes that happens to us with spiritual disciplines, especially prayer. We can learn how to do it and we can know that we're supposed to do it and we can know that we need to check, okay, I prayed today off of a list. But how do we move it from something we're supposed to do to something that reminds us that we have the privilege of speaking to and being heard from and understood by the God of the universe.
1: So Andrew Murray, who was um, an early 1800s theologian, who you know, Dina, has really impacted my life personally. His teachings on prayer have really shaped my own prayer life. And he describes prayer as reaching up, grabbing God's hand, and walking through the Garden of Eden. He says, prayer is being before the Heavenly Father in all of his glory and beauty and majesty.
0: But yet at the same time, you're walking with your closest friend. I love that picture. You know, I think so often we think about Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden and how they got to talk to God and walk in the cool of the evening and how cool that must have been. And then we think about the restored kingdom and how God will be there and Jesus will be there and we'll get to have conversations with him. And we think that in the in-between, we can only long for that kind of conversation. But when Jesus was here, he taught us that we actually can have communication and conversations with God. In our actual, in the flesh, real life lives, right now in this time, we can talk to and hear from God.
1: Yeah, C.S. Lewis has this story where he was reflecting on his own friendships one time and he noticed that interactions with other friends brought out different facets of his friends that he didn't see in his relationship with them. He said that if one friend moved away, he not only mourns the loss of that second friend, but he mourned the loss of who that first friend was when he was with that second friend. That each person we know brings out a different piece of who we are, but no one can fully know us because let's face it, we're complicated, right? We're complicated people. I spend half my life trying to figure out who I am or make sense of my own muddled thoughts in my head and figure out what they mean or what I'm supposed to do or even why I came into this room that I started walking here three seconds ago. But God knows, God knows us. God can make sense of my muddled thoughts. He knows the root of those thoughts. He knows what muddled thoughts I'm gonna have 10 years from now. God sees me and it's only before God is my whole self laid fully bare. And in that moment, as God looks at every facet of who I am, I am fully known, fully understood, and fully loved.
0: Oh, what kind of friend is that, right? What if we could switch our idea of prayer to thinking about sitting down to coffee with a really good friend? What if that was our image of prayer, you know? One of the words that the Bible uses for prayer sometimes is the word intercession. And it's become one of my favorite words since we started studying this um, for this journal. Intercession in the biblical languages has um, some definitions that I just want to read to you. One of them is to meet together, to fall in with, and I love this, to go to meet a person, especially for the purpose of conversation. Ah, I just love that. I love that prayer is speaking and listening. It's going to have a conversation with. Sharing my story in a way that I know I'm being heard and paid attention to, and then getting to pay attention to the one with whom I'm speaking. I grew up, I think, thinking that prayer was pretty much about me talking to God. I knew that he heard me, but as soon as I got to, in Jesus' name, amen, I got up from my knees and got into bed. I could adore... And confess and be thankful and bring my requests and then be done. Church was done and I went out. I don't remember people asking me to actually listen. or to. I didn't understand that it was a conversation with a friend. But what if there's an answer to our ask? A nudge to, will you help me to, will you let me bless someone today? Or an I love you more to our I love you. What if prayer is not only the privilege of talking to God, but also the privilege of hearing from him?
1: Yeah, when we started the study, when we started learning about prayer, I think that we thought we were going to learn how to speak better before God or how to come before him in the perfect postures. Or what postures were okay to come to come before God? And as we studied, we found that yes, those things are important, but those things led us into the most intimate relationship we've ever had. And this season, we get the chance to study men and women who are faithful prayers that had that intimate relationship with God, that knew God, that led us to knowing God in an intimate way that I have never known him before. This season, we get to see how David prayed all of his emotions, how Hannah cried out in desperation. We see the Levites bless and speak the name of God over the Israelites. We hear the prophets cry of lament over the sins and suffering of Israel. We see Elijah boldly ask God for things that are outside of what we know as the realm of possible. We hear Paul's faithful prayers for the church, and we are standing here today as evidence that God heard and answered Paul's prayers. And Daniel. Daniel who loved and cherished the time before his father in prayer. Daniel whose prayers rescued him and his friends repeatedly in the face of persecution. Prayer was the scaffolding of Daniel's life. Everything, event, joy and suffering that Daniel experienced was marked in prayer as he came before the Father consistently in the morning, in the afternoon, and in the evening. And he didn't come before the Father because he had to. He came before him because he couldn't wait to talk to him. None of these faithful praying men and women that we're going to learn about this season had our modern acrostics for prayer, or an abundance of books to teach them how to pray, although I do love books and that you can give me any book on prayer you want. And these things are really helpful tools that help shape our prayer lives. But the thing that was consistent about all the faithful men and women of prayer that we studied in the Bible is that they prayed. These men and women came before God in every posture, crying out to him in joy in anger in suffering and in celebration and the beginning of their faithful life of prayer was to pray so lord this season teach us too how to pray we love sharing these excerpts with you ladies from our gather event If you want to find out more information about how to join an ID group or just find out more about Redemption Women, you can email us at tempe underscore women at redemptionaz.com or come see us at our table on Sunday. We'll have a table out every Sunday during our season and you can come buy a journal, find out how to get connected into an open ID group or any other information you want to know about
0: Redemption Women and we'd love to see you at our table on Sunday. And we'll be back next week with the third episode of our podcast, Around the Table. We will be focusing on week two of our journal study on confession as we gather around our podcast table again and immerse ourselves in scripture and disciple one another towards Jesus. See you next week.